state of the franchise, the 49ers. What's going on, sports family? It's your favorite two grown-ass men, Mike and Jamal, with Two Games Sports Talk. Good morning, Mike. Say what up to the sports family. What's up, sports family? What's up? We got a lot of content to go over for you today. But, Jamal, go ahead and tell us what's going on with them 49ers, bro. Man, Mike, bro, I wish there was some a glimmer of, of hope and some good news. But I got to be real. We we got to be real. We're two grown ass men, so we got to keep it real. So what's going on with the 49ers is that I don't know. We're in limbo right now. I'm going to say this, man. It's I'm not going to sit up here and act brand new and make it sound like, uh, you know, the reality isn't that I was uh, wasn't happy that we got uh, Kyle Shanahan as our head coach. But there's also a flip side to this is that going into this. Now, fifth year of the the duo, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch being the GM and, of course, Kyle Shanahan being the head coach, we don't have a winning record. We have one year where we had a winning record, 13-3, and 2019, of course, um, and we went to the Super Bowl. We obviously lost. And so when we say winning season, that's exactly we had a winning record. Four The four previous years, just, I I mean, it's a dud. So we started off uh, a tenure under Kyle Shanahan, 6-10, and 4-12. and Then that third year, of course, was our Super Bowl year. Last year was another dud. It was 6-10. and And then now this year we start out 2-3. and So, Mike, as a 49er fan, I have to say this. I think this is a... This is an example of if you hire a rookie head coach, never been a head coach before, been a quote unquote great offensive coordinator, you have got to pair him with an experienced GM. And one thing I'll say before I I kick it over to you is that I, I had this problem during the initial search for a GM. I didn't like this because there were several experienced names out there, dozens of years of experience. And I didn't, I couldn't understand then why they hired John Lynch, but I definitely understand it now. So before I get into that, Mike, I'm going to throw you that alley-oop and get your, your feedback on this. I mean, I I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough what y'all going through right now. When I look at the 49ers, um, I feel like when you when you look back when you know when you guys used to have like a Patrick Willis or when you guys used to have you know even Colin you know Kaepernick or whatever, you knew what your team's identity was, you know. And I feel like even a couple of years ago when you had your Super Bowl um, run, you knew what your team's identity was. And I feel like after that Super Bowl run, some of the draft picks, 
some of the free agent pickups and things like that didn't necessarily fit the 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 kind of what you thought your identity is. So I didn't know if they were changing identities or what have you. And then you throw in a few uh, injuries along the way and it kind of it throws everything haywire and not, you know, not to beat a dead horse. But, you know, losing your defensive coordinator to the Jets, I think it was a bigger blow than people really realize. You know, I think his program, his defensive scheme or whatever, the players knew it. You know, they were comfortable with it. He was getting players that fit that scheme. And so now I think they're trying to still kind of do what he was doing. But again, it just doesn't resemble the the identity I saw when you guys made your Super Bowl run. Um, and quite honestly, I don't know that I feel like the, this last year's draft picks or whatever. I, I, st- I don't know where you guys are trying to go. And to your point, I, I feel like having a rookie GM hasn't helped the situation because we all know the quarterback situation, that should have been a lot clearer what they were going to do. Either you're going to go with Trey Lance, you know, and, and grow with these growing pains and you need to announce it like, Hey, you know, we're, we're going into a new dawn. This is going to be our new leader. We're going to trade, you know, Garoppolo and, and get as much value as we can for them. You've been saying it for weeks now you guys should be trading players like, you know, the Patriots when they're at their peak to get the most, you know, draft picks and collateral for them. Um, Kittle is kind of one of those players that would is an integral part to that organization, but he's on the sidelines with the coaches most of the time because of inter- injury. So I, I feel like you guys are in a, a tough spot, to be honest, because I don't even know, even if you fire Shanahan and move on, I don't even know who you go get, you know, like there's some coaches. I think we could agree you should go get, but I don't see that happening. Right. I don't see you guys getting, you know, the chiefs offensive coordinator as your head coach. I I just don't, I struggle to see it. And so it's tough, bro. You know, I, you know, I, I, the petty part of me wants to sit over here and laugh and be like, man, 49ers kind of looking like your fantasy football team, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. Shots fired. But as you know, as a compassionate friend, that's some that's somewhere in me. You know, I, I really it's sad to see one of the historic franchises in the league kind of floundering to find their identity. Like you should know who the 49ers are. You should know what you're getting every week with the 49ers. And right now, I think week to week, we don't know. Man, I I think those were great observations. Uh I'll say this where I ended off. Uh, I want to pick it back up with the uh, with the GM. Um, oftentimes, as fans, we you know we expect for our, our players uh, on, on our favorite teams to get better, and I think that's a, a an expectation that should already it's, it's a preset expectation. And but oftentimes, what we don't talk about is that the front office gets better. We have to demand the same expectations from our front office as we do our players. The reason why I want to bring that up is because this. So John Lynch is inexperienced. I looked at the dozens of names that were in either interviewed or in the um, in the kind of conversation for the GM position. And 
not to throw shade on John Lynch, because hell, if somebody gave me a hundred thousand dollars, who am I to say, nah, I don't deserve this money. <laughs> I'm taking it. Right. Please, so please give it to him. He deserves yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. I don't blame him for taking a job, but the reality is that you have two inexperienced people in very key positions. Now, we always talk about Kyle Shanahan being this offensive-minded guru, and we we automatically, it's just like in, in corporate America. You, you, you've done a good job in this one position, um, and you've done the results and all that stuff, and so you get promoted to a manager's position, and you don't have the people skills. You don't have the like the broad range of seeing and thinking about the bigger picture because you were doing your one set role. And when I look at Kyle Shanahan, we got to ask the question, what has he done as a head coach? Not as and forget what he's done as an offensive coordinator, because we know the head coaching job is, is, is so much, it's so much that it entails. You have to not only, you know, direct the offense, but you also got to direct the head coaches. I mean, the assistant coaches, you have to be in front of the players. It's a, a it's a, a thankless job. But then you also, again, going back to the GM role, he was a broadcaster. Now, John Lynch was a great broadcaster. I love that. Hey, shots out to him. But so inexperienced in comparison to all the names that I went back and just throwing some names out there, George um, Patton, uh, you, you know, Nick Polk, um, the current the current uh, GM for the Green Bay Packers. Now, they got yeah. their own little things that they were dealing with, but I just throw names out there like that. Lewis Reddick was out there, like, name came that's out there. Look, that's that's who I wanted. That's who I, that's I, I wanted. But and, then and I, honestly, to chime in real quick here, the other thing, too, is you start looking at your difference maker positions. When is the last time the 49ers had a bona fide difference maker at receiver since T.O. or Jerry Rice? Right. And you look at the league. I know receiver is supposed to be a hard position to draft. But you look at the league the last couple of years, rookie receivers are blowing up. Right. And you've had also receivers and free agency like a Stefan Diggs or whatever you guys didn't go get. When's the last time the 49ers had a bona fide difference maker at linebacker since Patrick Willis, right? When you had the, the uh, difference maker at cornerback, like it's, it's that you guys can draft offensive linemen. You can find defensive tackles. You know what I'm saying? You can honestly, you can find defensive ends. You guys do good there, but some of those real key difference maker positions, you know, it, it, it's been tough for you guys. And even quarterback, like you finally went and got your quarterback for the future and you're tiptoeing around getting him the development he needs to be your 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 franchise starter going forward. Like you guys need to you you need to get difference makers and then you need to play them and develop them. But we all know it's a it's a you know a short-term league and you know, you may try to develop a young player, but you, you're going to be out as a coach before you actually get to, you know, benefit the fruits of that labor. So I don't know, bro. It, it's 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 tough seeing y'all kind of on the decline. And it, it hurts to say that, but it feels like y'all are starting to go backwards instead of forward. I think I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. 
And I mean, and I, what I will say is this, our defense isn't the problem. When I, I, I mean, I can name pro bowlers on our defense that Fre- Fred Warner, arguably the best linebacker in the game right now, middle linebacker. And he, Fred Warner is a beast. You know, we got Nick Bosa, of course. We got our, our rookie defensive coordinator. He's picked up right where, where solid yeah. left off, if not better. Now, people want to, you, you know, and not to hop around here, people want to, uh, uh, you know, act brand new and forget. Solid didn't start off looking that great. He had to develop and, and get better. But we're talking about a head coach and a GM that are in their fifth year. Now, something I'm, I yeah. wanna, I'm not going to quote this exactly, but what I absolutely dislike, because I think this is taken away, uh, away from that development, that player development, so much that I don't think that free agents will want to come to San Francisco under this current regime. But John Lynch had recently said about Brandon Ayuk, essentially, that he's learning to how to become a, a, a pro. And he's pretty much bad-mouthing Brandon Ayuk out here in the, in, in the media rather than, you know what, the idea of a leader is to, hey, you know what, say less, do more, let me bring him in, and we're not going to socialize anything and make a public bad-mouthing a thing around here. But now that kind of seems to be the, the case. So do you yeah. think Brandon Ayuk, his, his, his psyche is, is better now or worse? Because now my GM is talking shit about me. And I'll tell you, and we're going to keep it a buck. The issue is this. The locker room is divided because half the locker room says we need to move on with our rookie. I'm a wide receiver. I eat by catching the ball. Jimmy G ain't it. And so why are you holding on to some guy who that you, you, Kyle Shanahan, did not have trust in? Not in the Super Bowl, but... Remember that NFC Championship game against the Vikings? We stopped passing the ball because the ball of, out of his hands, man, because he threw an interception and was like, Kyle Shanahan was like, oh, my God, he's going to cost us a game. We ran the ball damn near every time. I think it was I want to say he threw the ball, Jimmy G, seven times in that game. And 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 from there on, we just running the ball down their throat. But Kyle Shanahan made a, a classless joke. And I hope, and this is me, it's time to move on from both of them. If your head coach is making a statement like this, where and it's not funny, not funny to uh, you know, Trey Lance's family, it's not funny to Trey Lance, and not funny to the teammates that support him. But essentially, Kyle Shanahan said a reporter asked him about. Uh, Trey Lance's injury, and he was like, "Well, it looks like we're gonna have two injured quarterbacks." Oh, he, oh, we have a, a, a another uh, a quarterback joining um, Jimmy G in the um, in the hot tub, you know, like based on kind of mocking his injury. And you know, 49er fans are like, "What the hell? Did you just say that? Like it's a joke?" Okay, all right. So, what confidence? If I'm Trey Lance, do I have in you? If you're not going to protect me and lift me up like you do, Jimmy G. So it's so and not to make this a black and white thing, but I have to I have to ask this question out there to the faithful and to our listeners. What are we supposed to say that when you look at um, your our right tackle, McGlinchey, who is 
erratic. And, you know, and to say the least, he's playing, he's not playing his best ball. That's me being nice. He doesn't get called out in, in the, uh, in the media, but Brandon Ayuk, who is a second year player. And last time I checked Kyle Shanahan, y'all traded to draft Brandon Ayuk. I like Brandon Ayuk, but when you look at their track record as a whole, so look at the duds. We drafted a few years ago, Dante Pettis. We moved up in the second round to get Dante Pettis. And you had likes of a receiver like Kurt, um, uh, uh, Kurt with, um, with the, the Cardinals. Christian Kurt was there on the board. I thought that's who we was moving up to draft. But we draft Dante Pettis. And I'm not shitting on Dante Pettis because now a part of me thinks that did they ruin that kid? Because Dante Pettis' rookie year, I'm like, oh, shucks, we done hit. And then all of a sudden, year two, he's in a doghouse. Mm-hmm. And that same year, end up, you know, we, I think we end up, yeah, cutting him. We didn't even trade him. We cut him. So that's a wasted pick. Wasted picks because, again, we moved up in the second we round. moved up. Yep. And then, you know, so now all of a sudden, Brandon Ayuk isn't that dude. When all the promise that he showed last year, but you're knocking your certain certain player yeah. in the media, but not knocking these other. And and to your point, George Kittle, awesome tight end, all that other stuff, yada yada. The best ability is availability. He's never available. I don't hear shit about him. Right, and and I, I and the funny thing is, I get sometimes coaches calling out certain players in the media to try to give them a you know give them some some fuel to the fire. Right, Bruce Arians did it last year to Brady. Um, you know, there's several coaches that do that, but you got to know, you got to read the room. You're doing this to a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to read the room. You're not doing this to a veteran that's been around the block that knows how this goes. You know what I mean? Like this was handled horribly. And I even, we, we talked about this even at the beginning of the season. I even said, you guys should have started Garoppolo the beginning of the season and get Trey Lance a little bit of, you know, experience along the way. Then when you get to your bye week, go ahead and make the switch and start Trey Lance after the bye week. Because by then, he's had enough experience. He knows the game should be starting to slow down a little bit. And we all we all know by then you would know if you were making a playoff run or if this was a rebuilding year. Well, we know this is a rebuilding year. And they should be, they should be really, you know, developing these guys instead of calling them out. Like that, I, I, it's, a, it's, it honestly is sad to see where you guys are going. It really is. I'll say this too to, to kind of uh, cap this off. The, the, the question for me is, who's holding Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to the same accountability that they are holding these players? Uh, is it our is it our owner? And I I kind of I'm I'm left in limbo too because the mistake that was made and I'm also still learning this myself. Let's kind of temper our expectations. Let's look at this over a five year span and any you know tenure of a head coach and GM. I think you have to look at it almost like five year increments because again you know first two years. Even that third year, I'm not expecting too much. That third year, we we made it to the Super Bowl. You know, we should have won, yada, yada, yada. But again, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch under their tenure only has one winning 
a one winning season. But I, I, I just don't to me as a rookie, like as, as a rookie head coach and a GM, I, I, I just don't understand how in the NFL guys get passed up with a prefola of experience and you expect, okay, we're going to hire these guys. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are like the two best friends that anybody could have with each other. That's a problem. Kyle Shanahan yeah. makes the, the fine has the final say and personnel decisions. So, you know, I, I have this fear that Kyle Shanahan disregards like stud players, like absolute bona fide players that they can play in any system. And he has to go draft Kyle Shanahan guys. Yeah. CD Lamb was on the board for us to take. Jerry Ooh. Judy was on the board for us to take. Preach your you talk, your people? talk. You see what CD Lamb is doing for Dallas? So talk I'm, not, talk. I'm not fun of these. We went from this this era of stockpiling draft picks and, ooh, you know, we get to play around in the draft. Get the best damn player available. And he fit, uh, he really fit a need. And again, I think Brandon Ayuk would be a stud at any team. And we traded DeForest Buckner um, to get, you know, a, a higher draft pick. And we, we, you know, we worked the draft to get a total of two first round draft picks. Javon Kinlaw, to me, he's not the problem. He's he, he's hurt. He's he's playing injured, but he's doing his job. Now, we as fans, we got to stop comparing uh, a second year player to a fifth year player. How he was playing, like no, that's not that's not fair. Compare apples to apples. But then Brandon Ayuk could be like he he'll be a superstar for another team. And Kyle Shanahan is holding him back and holding the rest of the team back by this relationship they, they seem to have with Jimmy G. First of all, yeah. Jimmy G can't stay healthy. So what can he prove? We know who he is. And, and I don't blame Jimmy G. You are who you are. I, I, and to be honest, dude, I look at your division and I look at Arizona. I look at the Rams and honestly, Without an with without an injured Russell Wilson, all three of those teams are better than the 49ers, and it's not even close. And don't get me wrong, I will go on record and say I think that's the hardest division in the whole league right now. But the 49ers have fallen that far back. And we've sit here in the last two years that we've been doing this podcast. We sit here every draft and we'd be like, damn, why look at the Cardinals doing over there. Damn, the Rams are trying to win right now. Like, you see all the pieces and how they're putting together a, a strong damn team each year. Now, barring any salary cap stuff, like, yeah, the Rams might be mortgaging everything to win now. But if you look at those three teams, you can say, okay, they are actually, you know, they are building around their identity and they're building strong teams. My only argument with Seahawks is I don't think they've drafted enough offensive linemen to protect Wilson. But at this point in time, those three teams are so far ahead above shoulders ahead, um, the 49ers. And it's almost like you don't even see how y'all start to play catch up. Like, I don't I don't even know if y'all have a plan to even catch up. Like, it, it, it really is bad, bro. But we, we beat a dead horse, you know, 
long enough, you know. <laughs> One more, and I promise you, because I think what I agree with what what you said, it, you know, quickly is that our division, all those teams, the difference is they 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 get better every year. We kind of stay in this kind of stagnant area, and you know, it's it is what it is. They get better, we don't. But lastly, and I think this puts a bow on it for real, and it gives you shed some light 49er fans to our front office decision making. If you don't believe that it's time for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to go, I don't know what to say for you. This move or lack thereof will will silence everything. Yeah. We had an opportunity, and I know it's here saying all that. No, it is the truth. We had an opportunity to go and get the GOAT at quarterback of all time. And this totally is going to be a lob for Mike for him to talk about what he's going to talk about. (laughs) Tom Brady wanted to come to San Francisco. And you guys have all heard this. And if you haven't, I encourage you to go in social media and find it. Tom Brady made the statement pretty much, you chose this MF over me? Every so, everyone, uh, or I'm not gonna say everyone, some decisions that were made in San Francisco's front office was that Jimmy G was better than Tom Brady. That right there. So, y'all chose to go with Jimmy G, stick with Jimmy G rather than to get a Tom Brady. So, that decision alone. John Lynch was looking out for Tampa Bay, baby. That's where he got his. Yeah, I'm sorry. Family ties. It's some family ties going on. (laughs) That right there. And just think about this, Mike. And I'm just throwing it out there and and I'll I'll be done. And you can tell, like, I sound sound bitter and I should be. I absolutely should be. Year one. Guess what the Buccaneers do? Single-handedly because of Tom Brady. Throwing no that defense, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense was hellacious, like in terms of making other, like making offenses look bad. But can you imagine if we we made that call to say bring in Tom Brady? Would we be talking about San Francisco winning their sixth Super Bowl? But instead, but the, we're talking about the Bucks. Tom let, Brady won the Bucks Super Bowl. Let's be real. If Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, right? You probably also get a B, Gronk, and Leonard Fournette. You throw those three on that offense with Kittle and Tom Brady and that defense. And yes, we are. I I can one hundred percent admit. Yes, we are talking about the 49ers as defending champions. Man, so Mike, all I'm saying is when 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 so so Mister John Lynch, Mister Kyle Shanahan. So since you're about correcting the players so much, who who's yeah. gonna correct your ass? Because that decision right there alone should cost all y'all your jobs. Yeah, end it right there. There we go. Family, appreciate you tuning in. Hey, check out. Stay tuned. Stay extra close for what Mike's about to share. Sports family, we love you. We out. Peace. Peace.